You're listening to the New Day Feel the Power. Here's one of our favorite episodes, and you can check out more from the archives on Spotify. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Live from a Zoom call emanating from Atlanta, Georgia, Lando Lakes, Florida, and the great city of Lenexa, Kansas. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the new day. Feel the power. Take it away, wow. fellas. Wow. Okay. Yes. So we've got a regression. Yes. Wow. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Don't start the pot off all sour wow. and bitter. Let's get some energy. I love to hear it. Um, there's some backstory, by the way, to this, Lenexa, Kansas. Uh, before, as you, you had to reboot your computer before we started recording. But anyways, uh, Mr. Riker, Dan, uh, who you know, did the intro. He told me that uh, that is the town that both he and Baron Corbin are from. And uh, it's a very small town. And then Baron uh, Corbin sold out when he got to the main roster and just decided to be billed from Kansas City. But he's a fraud. He's a fraud. <laughs> he's not from Kansas City. He's from Lenexa. So, so, you know, claim who you are. Claim your city. Claim your town. Just because it's a little podunk town doesn't mean it's not worth claiming. And I mean, it's probably not a podunk town. I'm sure, say, I'm better, sure it's lovely. I'm sure it's up. lovely. But you're not allowed to live there. But what What was, I mean, look, I'm not Kofi, you know, I'm not Kofi. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> don't, try to, don't try to pass the heat now. Go on, now you're digging yourself a fine hole, sir. But I'm, tr- I'm trying to say, what, what is the reason that he would not claim Lenexa? Because it's because small? it's easier. It's easier just, for people to understand. When you go do interviews or something, I could say, I'm from Marietta. I say it's from Atlanta, so because it, it takes out like nine tenths of an unnecessary conversation, right? Oh, yeah, well, where's that? This, it's like twenty minutes outside of the city. Oh, east or west? Like you don't really you gotta, care. You you're don't just, care. You know, you're yeah. just you're filling time. I don't need that. I'm from Atlanta. Okay, cool. There's a certain level of authenticity, though, when you say that you're from Marietta, right? Yeah, and when I'm in situations where I feel like it's relevant, you know, I, I let people know Marietta is the place that I grew up. Wait, where oh, are you built from? Down. Are you still built from Atlanta? I was at Angel Grove, California okay. for a while. Angel Grove. Yeah. Nice. There's there's a lot of Easter eggs in my wrestling. That's that's my main focus. Power, yeah. Power Rangers. Power yeah. Rangers town. Right. I know this because I actually remember okay. that he was from you act, you act like you've never heard of the Angel Grove. So if you try to turn it on me, like I didn't Ooh. know. But the fact that you didn't realize he was built from Angel Grove once is actually on you. I didn't know he was built from there, but when he said it, I said, wow, I popped for it because it's Power Rangers. Of course I would know where, what Angel Grove. But how did, how could you not know where he was built from? We've been together since 2014. I don't, I don't was, listen to pre- where people are built from. That was the before times. I, don't, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you where anybody was built from, to be honest. Not even me? Well, just Tampa, yeah, Florida. Exactly, right? Tampa, exactly. Florida. <laughs> but nobody else. Literally nobody else. Yeah. And, and you're not from a fictional place. Yeah. yeah, but it's so unique. It's so but unique that you it, actually it live there. You actually, but no, but I'm saying you should know because we wrestled so much and we heard that said over the speakers as we're, that was pre hanging out with Kofi. During the New Day's run, when you were the singles, they never billed you from Angel Group. I'm pretty sure. Because when I said, I, I remember one day I told Jojo, I was like, oh, so it'll be, probably be easier to just start saying Atlanta because people in the office have started like asking me questions. She goes, <laughs> they're yeah, on to me. <laughs> it's, it's annoying. And so I was like, so just, just, just say I'm from Atlanta. She goes, oh, I have to go get that cleared. And I said, I said, Angel Grove's not a real place. This is where I'm really from. Like, I didn't have to ask to say where I was from. That was from Angel Grove. Why did I, I, so I just, I, it was done. I was done. I think, why did you want to change it? You could 
I think you should have kept it. I don't know. I think I was still in the, my, my, my brain uh, was still in conforming times. Yeah. I got, I got to be in my box and be like everybody so I can get ahead in the business. <laughs> nah, I'm over it. That's <laughs> about, about to say, my, I mean, how the times have changed. Bro, bro, Based on the I conversation love, we just had. Yeah. I love wrestling. It's fantastic. It. But dude, I'm not, I'm not trying to live anybody else's life. Like I have a blast doing what I'm doing with y'all. That's literally the only thing that matters to me. Like yeah. I could care, I could not care less. I could not care less about somebody else's opinion as long as we are having fun and smiling and having a good time. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> also, thank you for saying for not saying I could care less. Yes, because yeah, it's a word that that bothers me. And maybe there's an it origin. Is. Again, going back to etymology, maybe there's an origin of the term that makes it make some sense. But when people say I could care less. And they don't mean it in that way. It irks right. me. It does. Yes, it is, it is, is kind of irksome. I think it's like, um, uh, what is it? It's antisocial and asocial. People always say, yes. oh, they're antisocial. Like, no, no, you mean no. asocial. But then at this point in time, is it just so common in the English vernacular that we should just accept antisocial as what they mean it as? No, no, no. We can never regress. We can never let up because that word, it means something. If it's, I'm trying to think of an acceptable word that we can change the meaning of. Because a and anti are different. If you if you burn down homes and you cut down trees, then yes, you are antisocial. <laughs> yes. When you are trying to actively destroy the structures of society, then I will agree with you that you are antisocial. <laughs> if you are asocial, that means you don't like a lot of social interaction. It's very right. easy. Same thing as asexual is you don't have you know, sexual reacts. I shouldn't have gotten down the asexual thing. But also be sensitive to the definition because there are people who are actually asexual. So let me let me move away from that. But anyways, uh, I do staunchly agree with you. We talked about this, we talked about this years ago and our annoyance with people who use the term antisocial mm. when they mean asocial. So I, use I, your I, use your words correctly, please, people. This is weird. So I, I opened up my email when we started and I had a new email from 23andMe saying I had new relatives. Have you guys done oh. this? Yeah, I did. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Ancestry.com? Ancestry.com maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did that one. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done it yet? Uh, I have not. Do you have to give your DNA? You do. have. Yeah. So you do. Yeah. It's like they send you like two vials and you just like, remember, remember you used to spit in like a Gatorade bottle for wrestling? <laughs> I recall. Are you, are you shaking your what, head. Why are you shaking no. your head? I'm just saying... The ability for these people to clone you, to, uh, make a, to make an army of clones. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Even though Rob did Rob did have me spit in a tube last week, um, oh. but he's very convincing. Rob McIntyre, who we Damn. trained under for years. Um, yeah, just because he likes to, I don't I think it was for some kind of testing on your athletic abilities or whatnot. Yeah. I don't really recall. He explains things to me. And I kind of listen, but then he, he just says, he'll text me like a few days later, can I come over? And I completely forgot the reason why. And he's, he's like en route anyways. I, I don't, I don't ever really tell him no. Knock. I trust him not to clone me, hopefully. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Cause, so, Cause you want to be, yeah. So he tells you, hey, remember you agreed to do this thing that you don't remember? Yeah, sure, let's do it. We're going through like a surface that tells us like all these stats about our health and our genetics. <laughs> And it's weird that we're doing that. Yeah, I know, Rob. I know, Rob. Do you know these people? Do you trust these people? No, but I get to see my stats from where of all the places I'm from. That so is pretty cool. Rob is not the one who's actually like, I'm, he, I'm sure he sends it out, right? So 
Yeah, but he does his research and whatnot, so he, I'm sure he. These people are very nice. <laughs> <laughs> you act like he's in the lab, just like taking yeah. out the little molecules and be like, "Ah, yes, this is why he lifts this much weight." Uh, yes, like, yes. Would you put, put him in the to be to have his own lab? And you know what? I, you know what? Work himself. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's funny that we. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. When There's you a say chance. It like that, There's a, a chance. Right. <laughs> so when I clicked on it. Uh, it wouldn't load like my new relatives. I'm excited to see if I got some. Uh, but I, I clicked on my my ancestry because I couldn't remember. And it shows you the percentage of like yeah. what you are. So like I'm 73.9% sub-Saharan African. So 65% of my genetics are, are West African. Yeah. And then 8% is Congolese and South Southern East African. And then I'm 23% European. Wow. It explains no a lot. Not, not before I did this. Really, 23%, I would imagine, means you probably have a great-grandfather who is at least mixed or— No, like, so I did this, and I know—I think my dad was more when he did it, but they didn't have any recollection of anybody from Europe, like, in the in the bloodline. So, like, obviously there is, but it's, like, back further or—or or we just don't know, you know? I'm fascinated um, now. It's, it's it very interesting because it shows you like the map and everything. And so there's like this place that I'm, uh, I'm 0.01% from uh, Kypriot. See, I'm going to, I'm butchering it. C-Y-P-R-I-O-T. And I click, it's this tiny little island I've never heard of before. So now I'm going to like be Googling it the rest of the day. Right. Cyprus is, is spelled C-Y-P-R. So is it Cy Cypriot? I don't know. I'm probably butchering it as well. No clue. Yeah, that stuff is real interesting, man. Especially, so two things. Uh, when I did it, um, you know how it, it'll tell you like the the circles in which you were from, and it says like you're kind of uh, probably from wherever like the intersection of the circles. Are. I had two circles, one that went in Ghana, and the other one was I think Tobago. No, not Tobago. What's next to Ghana? Y'all don't know. I'm uh, terrible with geography. I'll, I'll have, yeah, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to look it up. Anyway, but it, like the intersection of it, it was like right in the middle of Ghana, and that was it. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. You know. So yeah, uh, maybe that, Togo. Maybe, Togo. 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 Yeah, and it, it was like right in between. So I, you know, sometimes you like you wonder like, oh, well, I got to be like maybe one percent European or South American or whatever. And for me, it was legit. Two circles and the intersection was like right in the middle of Ghana. So that's wild. Yeah, it, it's you know, I don't know if it's like a bad badge of honor. I'm a I'm a pure blood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's uh, it's just interesting to see like that they can they can like tell that stuff. And even now with like babies too, so you can take a um, a, a sample for uh, I don't know if it's like a blood test or a DNA test, but for what your baby is going to look like. What your oh. what eye color they are, what kind of personality they have, what kind of temperament they might have, they can figure out all that stuff, which is wild, you know. I can't. That's, it's that's too that's, much. That's messing right? with too. That's messing with too much. Yeah, it's like that movie. What's uh, um uh, Gattaca? Do you remember that movie? Yeah, well, I, uh, I remember the name, but I don't really remember seeing it. So, like when you're when you're born, they take your DNA and they put it in a computer, and it tells you what job you're going to have, what tells you economic status you're going to have, and so. If it says, okay, you're going to be a janitor, like you are, you're not allowed to be anything but that. Okay. If you're going to be a scientist, you're not going to be anything but that. So it's, it's very intense. And it's this guy's story of who he's not supposed to be an astronaut, but he gets this guy's skin cells and stuff. And he's got this arrangement with him to uh, kind of try to pass so that he can go to space. And it's, it's very interesting, but stuff like that freaks me out, dude. We shouldn't know that. We shouldn't know that. Stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, right. Do you remember the uh, human genome project? Vaguely. 
Okay. So anyways, it was, uh, and, and I'm definitely going to butcher this. So if anyone's interested, do your research because I'm going to bungle this for sure. But I know there was a, a, a concerted effort. Yeah, I said bungle. There was a concerted <laughs> effort by, by scientists to, to map the human genome. And I think by doing so, um, it just allows for uh, more innovations like being able to um, manipulate down the, the road human genes. I'm definitely butchering this, so look into it and don't listen to me. But I think it's really interesting the more uh, information we gather about our DNA structures and our ability to predict DNA and all that is really interesting. I also wanted to go back to uh, your point. Um, it's not really the same thing as like ancestry or, but anything, anyways, um, I recently, discovered there's a pop singer. She's British named Jade Ewan. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting last name, but she's, she's mixed. She's British, but and born in like 87, I think. But her mom, she retained her mom's last name and her mom is Jamaican. So I wondered how many Jamaicans are there? Her mom is Jamaican and, and dark skin. Mm -hmm. Like maybe she's a relative of mine. I have no idea. I haven't reached out to her. I'm just very curious. But I don't, Ewan, Ewan I think is a Scottish name. Um, I just can't fathom that there are that many yeah. Jamaican Ewans, but I could be wrong. So maybe we're related. Maybe it's nothing. Um, but our, yeah, cool. our parents should be r roughly, if she's born in 87, I'm in 86. I would imagine her mom is probably close to the same age as, and I know so little about my father's side of the family, so it intrigued me. Like, hey, is this random woman who's a pop star on the other side of the world? At least she was like in a girl group or something. But anyways, that, that's that's the extent of my searching for my yeah. uh, my branches. Well, now I bet you people are going to go out and try to find out uh -huh. and connect yep. y'all, you know? Yep, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so you're find out your family members. Yeah, yeah. You, got, you got family members all over in different countries. They're all doing different professions and things. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Do you think any of them have the Langston name? <laughs> well, <laughs> don't, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> that is a... Uh, it's a work name, as you know, so <laughs> it would not actually be blood related, but uh, yeah, I need to do some some digging. Yeah. On the oh, because yeah. we, we forgot. Uh, I I am Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Oh. Austin Creed. And I am Kofi Kingston. Yes. And I guess because we were mentioning Langston, it's time for the intros. I, I am B. <laughs> that, is, that is the name given to me. That is a name that I'm trying to, to make the best of. You know, I'm trying to make a living with this here name. Um, it means a lot. You know, when someone gives you a name, that's that's a big deal. And it's not like we're actors who, who play a role and just move on from that role and take on another role. I can't just take on another name. I'm just Biggie. I'm stuck with this. I'll forever be, at least, you know, I'll forever be tied to, to Biggie. Forever. Forever. But the Langston, not, not so much. Not so much. Sorry, now I'm looking at the relatives, and I have two new relatives that I have oh to not boy. reach out to. Third cousin. What, what's the per oh third cousins? Yeah, third cousin. So second great grandparents. So so far away. So you have their names here. Yeah. Do, you, so do they provide addresses or any other information? No, it's like so you have a profile. So it, I can message them on this and be like, hey, we there's a possibility since we're third cousins, it's pretty far away. So it's like, hey, there's a possibility that we could be related. Then we chat. Like, hey, who do you know? This person, this person. Oh yeah, that person's my grandma. Oh my god, what? Oh, that's crazy. Do you want to meet in Vegas for a family reunion when all the stuff goes away? Yeah, sure, cool. I think, the like fear, I think the fear for me with something like that is these people are actually horrible people or they want to uh, steal your identity or your money. It's a real crapshoot just reaching out, especially you. It is. Being a public figure, it's very easy to say, hey, even if you have no idea who you are, it's easy to Google you and say, oh, this dude has some money. He has something I can get out of him. And I don't know. It's, uh, it's a bit very unsettling. True. 
Very true. Unsettling. Yeah. It's not like you can go back. You know what I'm saying? No. Like erase the conversation. That right. You Especially had. when you reach out now. Like and if yeah. they reached out to me, yeah. then I could take my time replying. I could say no. But if you reach out to me and then something I do you don't like, I'm kind of like, hey, you you're the one who started this bridge. You built the bridge. <laughs> Let me cross the bridge. Just because you don't like the other side. <laughs> Too bad. Throw me away. You built Too this bridge. Bad. Now I'm gonna walk all across Too the bridge. Bad. You can't throw me away. I will not be thrown away. I will not be discarded. So I just, I just want to make sure that we're not always living in fear. I, I don't want to be asocial, you know? Thank you for using See that, that term correctly. See that I there? appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It's right. To, you're, it's probably the right perspective to be adventurous. You're also right, though, too. You never know. I'm just saying you never know. There's, yeah. I will say there's, there's two sides to every coin. Right. right. There we go. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued. If, if you do, please chronicle this meeting. Yeah. I got. I mean, I got to think about it. It's always because, like, because you're you are totally right. Uh, you're no, you're never sure. Because, like, obviously, I'd always just like talk to my parents first and be like, "Hey, does this sound right?" And I go, "Oh, no." Then I just stay away. But if it does, then maybe maybe there's a reach out. Maybe there's not. Okay. I'm very intrigued. I'd like to know. <laughs> just as a quiet said, head nod go, go, go do it right points. go do it right now yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. like, like oh, right now. this yeah. is not going to resolve itself within the time frame of this podcast so, so we can we can move on good though good though <laughs> we'll see have you guys seen uh you saw you saw a quiet place when it came out right no what is a quiet what place? what's his name from the office jim oh uh yes yeah emily emily I, blunt's husband yeah, yeah, and so uh, it's this movie about like, these monsters that show up on Earth for whatever reason, and they hear when they hear sound, they they attack and kill, right? But if oh you're super, if you're if they're like big big bugs, like think like Starship Troopers, <laughs> uh, but if you're quiet and silent, they can't sense you, and so it's people like there's like three sentences in a, in the whole movie, it's all quiet, but it's it's so good, like my. God, it's so good. Really? Um, so the second one was supposed to come out last year, but then obviously all the stuff went down and they just, they dropped a date. I saw a commercial the other day. It's coming out, I think on the 28th and like coming out in theaters too. So it's like, this is interesting. Things are like opening up and like things we want to experience are, are happening again. Like, this is weird. Whoa. It feels like um, that's just the, is that the visual? Well, I guess Bird Box had to do with sight mm-hmm. and this has to do with, is it the same concept, essentially? A very similar concept? Uh, in the most common of denominators, yes. But very different movies. Uh, Bird Box was interesting to me. A Quiet Place is incredible to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was... It was it's one of my... like. Mm, it's one of my favorite horror movies, I'll say. It's, it's really oh, it's good. it's a horror movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me intrigue. Yeah. I've not seen uh, Bird Box at all. It was real. I heard it was pretty good for, yeah. for a minute. It was real hot. Everyone was talking I, about. Bird I Box. feel like you guys were talking about it in the car one time, and I don't know. That's the extent of the memory I have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, because I don't want to be like uh, I don't know if I said like, oh yeah, I'll go out, I'll watch that, and then like I never watched it. You know, <laughs> and we're gonna call you out. So yeah, <laughs> you said you watched it, but I thought what you said. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a novel as well. So I think I, when we were talking about it, I think I, I read the book first and then watched the movie. Which, are you, are you guys book readers and then movie watchers? Or do you have a preference or do you care at all? I very rarely, I've never done it purposefully. 
I did it with uh, Guardians, I suppose. I, if you want to qualify that as a Guardians of the Galaxy, if you oh. want to qualify that as a book. But I, when I read it, I did not know that the movie was coming. Right. So I, I never intentionally like, oh, I'll read the book before I watch the movie. Feels like a waste of my time. Because you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're because uh, you're realistically you're just going to complain, right? Because they never are like parallel, right? They're never the act, the actual same. But I feel like you know, Walking Dead, for example, same thing. Like I, I read those books, and then when the series was coming out, I said, "Oh, this is going to be great. This is awesome." And you know, for a while it was, and then when the uh, series caught up to like where the book was, they had to make decisions and. I don't know. I feel like it's just like a, a grounds to complain, right? Like, I mean, is, the, I, is the movie ever better than the book? I'm sure there are instances. Huh. Don't ask me to think we'll about say, it. I will say, and uh, I don't care what anyone says to me about this. So I really enjoyed the Twilight books. It's a thing. Uh, it's not necessarily a love story. There's a lot of stories in, involved in it that they don't talk about in the movies. Uh, like at one point, I think in like the third book, there's a, a vampire named Jasper, and they talk about how when he became a vampire was Civil War times. So while the Civil War was going on between humans, there was also like a Civil War between vampires, and like it's hyper interesting to me, right? They don't really go into the movies. But in the last movie, they give you, and if you like Twilight or whatever, don't listen to this because it's spoilers. So in the in the last book, there's no big fight between everybody, it kind of dissolves. So in the movie, they have a huge fight where like the main guy gets killed instantly. And so like we were in the theater, like <gasps> And everything breaks out. It was so dope. And so at the end of that fight, it goes into like the main girl's eyeball. And it's like a premonition of something that could happen if she doesn't do what she does in the book. So like we get to see that big fight scene that we didn't oh. get in the movie, but they still gave us the book ending. I thought that was really cool. Um, so I would say like that, that that's the that's a, that's a situation where I like the movie version better than the book version. Mm, gave you both. Yeah. I can respect that. I feel like People who watch them or read the books and watch the movie, it's really done out of arrogance. As, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, E. Look at what? me. I don't just watch, I don't just go to the cinema. I also read <laughs> the source materials. <laughs> and I, I spent a lot of time diving through the research and uh, look, look at me. And I, I have a fake British accent now because I read the books before I go to the cinema. Look at me. That's, that's, what, that's what I think of all those people when they feel the need to tell you that they read the book. That they're not just like you idiots who just plop down in front of a screen. Oh, I actually read. Sure, I'll I'll enjoy lowbrow culture as well. But I'm also very, I'm really highbrow. Just so you know, I do a lot of reading with my spectacles. That's that's oh. that's what I think of with people who always need to talk about reading the book before going to see the movie. That's I feel very attacked right now. I'll say it. Well. But but does it make it better? It's like I I I want that feeling, but I won't I hate I can't stand reading because I just read so much in school, so I only do audiobooks. Okay, now I feel a little bit better. You're okay, nice. cool. Perfect. Yeah. Middle ground. It's really kind of a, a shame because I used to be a voracious reader. And I guess I read on my phone, but as far as like holding a book in my hand, all the yeah. way up until I was 23, from feels like the beginning of life until I was 23 and got signed. Really wrestling is what ruined my literacy. That's really <laughs> what happened. Because as soon as, as soon as I started wrestling, I got signed because I was in grad, in grad school 
it was all reading and writing, 40 page papers and just reading. And I did so much of that throughout my life. And I did a lot of it for fun. Uh, I loved John Grisham as a kid. Oh, okay. I would read a bunch of John Grisham really? novels as well. Even when I got into, when the Star Wars, the original trilogy was re-released, it became hot again, at least for me. Like I discovered it for the first time and I was really into it. And I would even read like, a bunch, I'd go to the library and check out Star Wars books, like official George Lucas books as, as well. Um, so I was a voracious reader. I love doing it. But now, man, it's just uh, it's it's sad that my, my reading has, has fallen off a lot. Yeah. So it's uh, when people I think so. I was also I feel like those people are also the people who read the books and watch the movies are a little hoity toity. But it's also me being envious of people. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> really, <laughs> you're showing yourself. Uh, you're just throwing it in my face. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> I used to be like them. Yes. <laughs> But I mean, I, so I'm trying to think of, uh, I mean, I've read some other things too, but, uh, my, my buddy, uh, Tony Luffman, who used to be an announcer for us. Love Tony. Yay. Yes. Great dude. He sent me a couple, uh, Malcolm Gladwell books. And if people send me good books, I'll usually read them. I'll keep them in my backpack when we were on the road a lot. We'd be traveling all the time. It's nice. Cause usually I'm, I'm most probably 90% of the time I'm on a plane. I'm falling asleep. But the other 10% I'm not, or the time I'm waiting around, sometimes I would, you know, I'd crack open the book. Uh, I forgot who it was, and I, I'm definitely a friend, so I feel bad. But someone just sent me a book. It's like a, an encyclopedia on Bill Murray's life. Oh, like an wow. A through Z on all the films or important actors. That it's just like an enjoyable book. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I read at times. And then I just read Howard Fine's book on acting I read during the pandemic. But I don't read voraciously like I used to. Yeah. It's a shame. Did you, so, uh, y'all remember Book It? Of course. Don't get me started on Book It because those personal (laughs) pan pizzas. Uh I swear. (laughs) I feel like for the personal pan pizzas, when when you completed Book It, or I forgot how. We got to explain it. Explain it because there's a ton of people who have no clue what it is. Are you explaining it because I'm going to butcher it? I am too, but we'll try it. Unless Kofi, you got it. No, I don't. Okay. No. <laughs> so essentially, it was like it's like a deal that Pizza Hut had with elementary schools and middle schools, maybe, um, maybe went up to high school, where if you read like ten books, that was you trying to push towards your school's or your class's goal. So if you could read like three hundred books in a year amongst all your classmates then you guys would get a pizza party from Pizza Hut. You all get your personal pan pizzas, and it was like who at the end of the year has worked hard enough because it wasn't like you could wait to the last month and then read 15 books because it was like, no, you actually actually sit and read and like write or like a report about what you read. So they know that you did this and you get little stickers every time you had a, you read a book and you had a pin that you could put on your shirt at the party that said book it in big letters and little, you'd have all your stickers on it. So essentially the person who had the most stickers at the party was the main reason y'all are having the party. So it was like, they would come and pay homage to the person who read the most of books. Like, thank Just you for being the smartest one in the room. Like, and that's the, that was the first time that I ever really realized, like, this is a cool way to like educate kids and make them revere knowledge. Yeah. Cause what other, what other time can you think of where you go and thank someone for, for, doing work. You know what I mean? Everything's just so expected. And then even in like group projects, people will slack and then someone will pick up the slack and you still get an A and they don't thank them for anything, you know? In this, it's like, no, you got, you got me pizza. I read, (laughs) I read two books in 365 days. You read 47. Thank you. Yeah. But so there was the class pizza party, but also you would, so there would be little stickers that you got, like special stickers that would go on your book it uh, pin. And I forgot exactly what, there might've been something else you used to take in 
as proof, but I forgot what it was. So you have your, your class party as well, but you would also, once you had, you filled up a certain number of books read is you could take it and you could go to, cause I remember going to pizza hut and you would get like a little personal oh, wow. pan pizza. And I swear the little, the golden crust, <laughs> the greasy golden crust, and you know, these pizzas aren't very big, but for a kid, you get your own pizza that you don't have to share. It was incredible. We also, I don't know if you guys had this as well, but I think it was connected to the Book It program, or maybe it was another similar uh, literacy program, but we had we had something like that for Ponderosa, which I don't know, I don't remember really how big Ponderosas were. They were chain, I don't know if it was national or whatnot, but again, like something similar where you read a certain number of books and you would get uh, a free meal, free something, um, which like you said, I think it's a really cool way. And it was fun, like it was fun to accumulate points and to work towards a goal together. And it definitely did uh, make literacy and education fun. So I take my hat off to, to anyone. Same thing, I think, not in the same vein, but in a similar vein to Jeopardy. Like, I think Alex Trebek is one of the, the coolest people on TV, or was, uh, may he rest in peace, because he made education fun. Like, I right. loved when 730, 730 uh, like I said before, Wheel of Fortune was at 7, uh, 7.30 was Jeopardy. And I feel like Wheel of Fortune kind of eased you in because Wheel of Fortune <laughs> was kind of brain teasers. It got your brain warmed up. But at 7.30 came the real <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yes. And uh, I love that Alex Trebek, uh, even though I feel like on the surface might not have been the coolest. He wasn't like an athlete or uh, I don't know, but there was just something about him where he was clearly a, a learned man, but it was also there's a level of fun. I don't know. There's just something about Jeopardy that was just extremely appealing as a kid. And even as I got older into my college years, and it's a little bit different now without Alex, because I'm just so closely attached to, yeah. to Alex and the show. But uh, I take my hat off to any anyone who really makes a concerted effort to, and, and teachers as well, who make learning not a chore for their for right. kids mm-hmm. and the kids they teach. I think hats off to you. Yeah, it makes a, it makes a huge difference. Like when you want to learn something and you have an incentive that you're like actually, you know, and that's like a obviously like a, a great trait to have in life. Have an incentive, go chase it. You know what I'm saying? I have to do this in order to get that. Like establishing that at a young age, man. It's yeah, it's something else. And like you said, Alex Trebek made it seem fun, right? Like like a lot of all the uh, like the facts and everything were always interesting facts, little random facts that you wouldn't necessarily learn in school, but it, it was cool to be learning. You felt like it was it wasn't like you said it wasn't a chore it wasn't a task you know you were having fun actually learning so yeah really I, I think one one thing because you were saying like oh it may not have been it's like seemed like the coolest guy or like an athlete or like you know sunglasses and leather jacket but I think that was that was one of the first experiences that ex kids that we had to see like this guy seems like a master of his craft and that's where I think that came from like any any kid in our age like watching that you say like if you line up like 10 people and Alex Trebek is in it and they go, who's the smartest person here? You're like, it's, it's probably Trebek. It's probably Trebek. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is like, I know he didn't write the, the yeah. answers, but he he delivered them with such a comfort and an ease that it seemed like he knew what he was talking yeah. about. So he just seemed like a, a very bright human. And he just presented the show in a way that was really cool and enjoyable. You know who else did a great job with that and still does do a great job with that? Bill Nye. Oh, true. Mm. Respect to the legend. Man. Yeah. 
my God, when, when the teacher, <laughs> you know, those days where they roll that card in with that big, big TV those on the front the of it. <laughs> and she said, and you know what's in science class? You're like, oh, Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> Did y'all have laser disc, by the way? Yeah. I remember so there was a big ass. Yeah. Yes, they were enormous. So there are a few times where that cart was just a, it had a big laser disc below it. And I don't remember Laserdisc. I don't know what the plan was for Laserdisc, but they would, they never became a household no, item. No, they didn't. Yeah. Mm-mm. We we actually, so my, you know, my dad works at Boston College, and every now and then I would go into work with him, especially over the summers. And one of the ways I would occupy my time is I would go down to the media library, and we'd go, and I'd just pick out a movie to watch. And I remember vividly, several times, I would go down to the media center, and I would ask them for the movie Excalibur. And it would just be the big ass laser disc and, you know, put it in and watch it because I used to like King Arthur and all that. But they had a whole like whole ass library full of these discs. Right. And like, what are they doing now? (laughs) I feel like it was such a short time time frame that they were a thing and it was supposed to be like the next, I mean, uh, like level of of technology. I mean, CDs as well. Right. I mean, obviously, I think CDs were more popular, but um. Yeah, laser discs, man. What a what a blast from the past. So Where crazy. are the laser discs now? What are they yeah. what have they done with all the laser discs? That's what we should so for people uh, who are younger and don't know what laser discs are, if you haven't if you haven't Googled it yet, a laser disc was essentially a record sized CD. So take like a regular CD, you know what a CD is, I hope, and then make it the size of a 12-inch record, like a vinyl. <laughs> yeah. And now if you didn't know what that was, you're thinking, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it looked ridiculous. <laughs> it did. But if we can find some, we should we should try to find movies that we haven't seen, not watching them on streaming services, but finding them on LaserDisc <laughs> and getting together. Why? I'm on a LaserDisc party. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a such a waste of time for no reason. <laughs> You got all these streaming platforms. You go find a laser disc. Yeah. You go find a laser disc player, somewhere to plug it in. The 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 jacks to go into the TV because yep. you yep. know they have no kind of like Bluetooth or whatever. Whoa, I don't know, bro. I'm I'm gonna pick one up right now. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get one on Amazon. <laughs> it sounds like so unsatisfying. Like what? Like literally Star- no payoff. Bro, Star Wars trilogy laser disc special edition. Let's go. Jesus. E, you might get something fun for your birthday next year. <laughs> what am I going to do with a laser disc? Dan said he's got Terminator 2 laser disc right next to him. Wow. You gotta turn on your camera, please. Yeah, let, we got to You got to get eyes on this. All right. All right. <laughs> he's, he was chomping at the bit. He knew we were going to ask him. <laughs> oh, laser. All the laser, laser disc. Ooh. <laughs> my time to shine. Uh, oh, of, my God. Can you show the people? Yes. There we go. Yeah, here. Jesus, why do you ha- why do you have that? Uh, I love Terminator Two. I got a ton of Terminator Two stuff. I've got like nineteen different versions of it, and uh, a fan from Giant Bomb sent this to me years ago. So uh, always prominently placed. Two discs. Two discs. <laughs> Double <Of course>. discs. <laughs> I think you got to flip it over halfway through. Yeah. yeah, incredible. Good stuff. It's crazy that that all of the information on that could fit on like the smallest thumb drive. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Today. Technology is insane. Big question, especially for you too, Dan. You just you stay for this. Sure. So, sure. pyramids. Who made them? Hmm? Let's go. Oh. Get controversial. Get controversial. What made you think of that? Huh? Yeah. Is this an alien thing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. guessing not aliens. That's my guess. So, there was a show called Fact or Faked that I went on, and I was a guest, and this wasn't quite pyramids, but Stonehenge. Also, people have a lot of, you know... Uh, 
hesitation with to say that humans did it or not, but there was a guy in um, in Detroit. I forget where in Detroit it was, but we went to his house. And what he does is he builds these like, I don't know, two ton monoliths and builds up like Stonehenge type structures in his yard. And he does it. He has like this little, uh, so it's called a Herodotus machine. I think Herodotus was like some uh, pharaoh in Egypt or something. I don't know. But it like tips it up a little bit and they put something underneath and then up a millimeter the other side. So you're able to elevate the, and he does, he does this all by himself. So you're able to like raise like two ton monolithic concrete structures by yourself. So he's shown like how the pos- like how it could have possibly worked. But what's crazy to me is the fact that like, you know, that they're very um, like astrologically uh, precise. So that to me is like, that's the real, like, uh, you know, the, what's really impressive is the fact that like, and I don't know all the different like, you know, facts that they spew or whatever, but um, yeah, it makes you, it really makes you question about like, foreign life. I'm definitely open to the idea that there's life elsewhere. And for a while I was open to, and I guess I suppose I am somewhat open to the idea that the pyramids were built by aliens. But if I have the ability to make a pyramid, if I'm that technologically advanced that I could just I don't know. If I'm aliens, I'm doing something else. I'm doing something cooler than just building some pyramids <laughs> that y'all can house your dead in. I'm not, you know what I mean? Y'all gonna feel my impact. Right. I, feel I, my I, right. I, I think if I have the ability to travel all the way to another planet and build some kind of structure that lasts for thousands of years, I'm doing something cooler than, than that. So I don't know. I'm just going to assume that whoever built, that the Egyptians were just on it. And then they knew what they were doing <laughs> yeah. and they're very good at it, even though I still do believe. So there's also also what's interesting, too, is I feel like we've also as a society kind of gloss over the fact that that the government has said, oh, there are these unidentified flying, flying objects, objects now. And here's some of the materials. And they're not necessarily saying that, that this is proof of alien life, but they're saying, oh, yeah, there are UFOs and we don't really. Uh, we don't uh, sorry, we don't know where they come from. And we just kind of put that out there and people, I think it was during the pandemic. So we had too much else going on. So we just said, oh, that's cool. But, you know, we're moving on to the next thing. But I do find that to be interesting. That is complete. Yeah, it's, I feel like, okay, so to your point, E, I don't necessarily think that like aliens built them, but I do think that aliens gave some tips or some technology I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying they sat down on, and like, oversaw everything. I'm saying they okay. gave them, no. Like they gave them like, hey, check out, check, out, check, like? Out this, check out the technology for this machine. I don't know what all of that information looks like. I'm not saying that they came down and built them, but I'm saying that in order for us to get move further along, maybe we had some check help. this out? Like they came down and taught a class? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they exchanged some information. Rather than saying, hey, we can go at warp speeds and there's a billion galaxies and all this, y'all's brains aren't ready for this. But we want to throw you a bone. Here's a little bit of something. Like, Dan, do you really think that from when did when did the regular Nintendo drop? Uh, 1984 in the 84. States, I want to say. You think, you think that we got PS5 technology this fast, just being humans? Yes. Oh, yeah, technology is exponential. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, no way. No way. I, no yeah. way. We we humans fight each other in in wars and they kill and they're terrible. We couldn't make that technology by ourselves when that's like the humans also they also do good things. <laughs> I know they do, but I'm just saying there has to be beings who are who are crazy and they everything is peace and perfect and they got all the technology on the in the 
universes and they come down and they throw bone like hey you know what? you guys have done well the past 20 years here's a little bit more information if we don't know what those ships are to it clarify, you believe the PlayStation 5 is like, you know, Sony and, you know, they're out in Redwood City in Japan and Mark Cerny mm -hmm. and also aliens. They like there is also to the console. Aliens <laughs> there's a, there's a little bit. I'm not I'm not saying they gave us PS5, but I'm saying that there's an exchange of information that advances our technology a little bit. Maybe, maybe Dreamcast. I'd buy Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah. And you're using PS5 as your example, not the fact that we have uh, nuclear weapons yeah. or that or that this phone in my hand uh, is one of the most powerful computing devices, mm -hmm. you know, that that's around. So PS5 is your example. Are you having trouble putting in whatever variable you'd like to? Why, why are we hung up on the PS5 example? <laughs> I don't I'm understand this. I'm just saying, make for the strongest you argument. You leap from Nintendo to PS5. Yeah, and it's talking to who is a gamer. He understands that very quickly. Nintendo PS5 is a huge technological jump. I'm speaking I mean, a language with increments. There were increments. Uh, they didn't go from the NES to the thank PS5. You. There, were, yes. there were four PS5s or four PSs. Before. I'm aware. And over aware. 30 years passed. 30 years yeah. is a long time. It's a long time. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's all relative, I suppose. Relative, relative, yeah. I'm, th I'm thinking. I'm thinking big picture here, boys. <laughs> also, <laughs> big brain thoughts. Also, I, I know. Uh, I guess they use hieroglyphics to uh, as their. I don't know descriptive language. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Um, uh, but wouldn't there be some kind of uh, documentation? Isn't there of this alien visit? Isn't there? What? Look, let me look up he, some something something on a vase. Let me look up something. I mean, from the Egyptians who had this powwow. According to you, with the aliens, they sat around in a circle, uh, cross-legged, and talked about ways to build pyramids. You know, there might have been other methods of communication, and obviously the exactly. way that they were able to like document it through hieroglyphics is the way that they displayed what they experienced. And I don't know any specifics. Again, I might be actually completely making this up, but I know that there's a lot of like hieroglyphics that do depict like higher powers and sources, even like the Mayans and like the the images that they have in their temples. You see like people or or beings coming from outer space and you know just mm -hmm. frolicking with the people on earth so yeah i mean it, it could very well be something that people could imagine i feel like we've through um different generations like you know we've we've had that fantasy or that thought that there is something beyond even even still today but i don't know I, there, there could be the possibility that it actually happened and this is the way that they documented it too yeah it's a possibility and that's all i'm saying i'm not saying this definitely happened i'm saying there's a possibility because with the universe as large as it is what's what's yeah. the quote it's it's there's one of two things we're either alone in the universe or we're not both are equally terrifying if you think that we are the only beings, sentient beings in the, this universe, in any universe, like the, the hubris, the hubris yeah. of a person that so thinks that there's arrogant. not life outside of Earth. That's, that's insane to it's me. real arrogant. And to think that there's no possibility that they're miles smarter than us, why would that not be a possibility? I agree. I agree with that. I just don't, I just don't know if I'm sold that we were visited by them and they, they traveled all this distance to sit down and say, hey, let's build some 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 graves some who, who really said that they weren't who said that tombs. they weren't just flying around and they happened upon earth and they said oh this is cool let's let's do something with them let's do a collab you know it's your boys the aliens ready to do a collab go ahead like subscribe on your boys youtube you'll get that in about three thousand years you'll get it you know but they get any know. credit so it's like you do a so? you do you do a, a collab with nike and they never credit you what if I'm doing it for a charity and I don't care to put my name on it because I'm just a good person? Because humans do good things, right? They do good things too. Oh, Why can't aliens? Not like that was this. Kofi. Why can't oh. aliens? Whoa. Well, then I apologize, whoa. E. I restate that to Kofi. There we go.
Wow, I, I'm not denying that, it, that it's a possible. I, I'm on your side. What's, what's well, then happening? never mind. I, I take it. I got fired up. I got fired up. Listen, I apologize. Wait a minute. I say, I sense my wrong. I apologize. I got I got fired up. I apologize. No, no, I, I agree. I'm not sold on. Yeah. As far as aliens, the thing I'm not sold on is like you know I I, I think there's a good possibility that there's intelligent life out there. But in all these movies and depictions and everything, they're always like roughly humanoid size. You know, they're like three feet, like Mars Attacks guys, sure. or like you know six or seven feet independent. Day guys, and they have eyes, they have heads and kind of appendages and stuff. Like, who's to say if there wasn't another planet that it wouldn't be like, oh, they're 800 feet tall and invisible, or human eyes sure. can't see them? You know, what are the odds they would be roughly human sized and shaped and everything? Yeah, who that's, I mean, I guess that's the mystery, right? They, they could be 800 feet tall, they could be a lot smaller than we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, to where we wouldn't even know. I, I always wonder, like, um, so you talk about like having a petri dish, right? And you put like whatever germs in there and then you watch the germs like grow and that's their span of life and they just you know invade on certain things uh, like what if like we are also in like the petri dish of something that's maybe these 800 uh, feet tall beings and you think about like atoms right like hydrogen or you know uh, water h2o hydrogen oxygen whatever that's all like molecules or at least the way that it's depicted is in like molecular form which is also the same way that our planets are depicted which are also like you know rotating around a nucleus you know so maybe we're like the small beings and part of something that's even bigger and when we have the way that we perceive time and our life is obviously different than a way a fruit fly perceives its time in life and development, right? So it's all it's all relative versus like somebody or an alien being coming from who knows where, where a billion years goes by in like a second. Who the, who who knows, right? Like I feel you like it's all relative. The to Men in Black, Men in Black. Where it's like <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, You know, I don't know. I, yeah, I just don't. I feel like there's no way that we can be the only things out there. There's just no way. So to to bring it back, E. Do you think that Rob has maybe made a small colony in a Petri dish that has now <laughs> yours personal little universe? I mean, I suppose it's possible. I, I feel like he'd have better things to do than, than that. But yeah, you might I, be surprised. I, you I, know? Don't know. I don't know. If he has a, if he has a lab. This is true. Under a I microscope, mean, it's a bunch of little big E heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's disturbing. That's disturbing. <laughs> I'm open to it. I'm open to the idea of all these things. I just, uh, yeah. I tend to think that we often are bored as humans and we often <laughs> we're searching for the meaning of life. And yeah. we want to think like one reason a lot of people lean on conspiracy theories because they're interesting and they capture our imagination. But you know, if these things aren't true, life is kind of dull. We're kinda just boring. here and <laughs> just here. Just so for the yeah, sake of, yeah, it's, it's fun to, to imagine these things. And I, I just tend to think life is, Probably more boring than we want to believe, <laughs> yeah. but you know it's it's fine. Well, so just then, to go back to your your video game analogy, I think I would buy the alien technology just for the NES Zapper, the Duck Hunt gun. Oh, there's no you know, sensors; okay, you don't attach call. anything to your TV. Have you read how that thing works? That is very true. Because oh. even you have the time crisis when you have to have sensors around your TV. Everything else you needed backwards. a sensor for it to talk to the the TV and do directional stuff. It was using some weird alien technology. If you read how that worked. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, it was something like it would like flash for a split second. When you pulled the trigger, the screen would flash. And I, I might be getting this wrong, but most of it would be white. But then the area that the ducks were in would flash black, like black boxes. And there was like a little, it wasn't a camera, but some sort of sensor inside the gun that could detect if it was pointed at the black mark on the screen and then send the info back to the NES to let you know if you shot the duck. 
Whoa. This is in like the 80s and it worked perfectly. See, that's that's not humans, dude. <laughs> Come on. Well, to me, the thing is, is that like it's it's scary, right? Because I always feel like the government, uh, there's obviously things that they cannot release to us in terms of technological advances, because if it gets into the wrong hands, something might happen. And here goes my conspiracy theory. Right. But it's interesting because it's like, OK, for all the stuff that we throughout time have known, there's always been a group of people that knows more. So for all the stuff that we know now, I'm just like, I feel like I'd be blown away by what. The, the, the powers that be know in terms of technology, you know, time travel or I don't know, metamorphosis, or, you know what I mean? Like whatever that might be. But again, like I, I, I am a bored human, like he said, with <laughs> the vivid imagination. So I don't know. It is interesting when you think about the leaps in understanding and knowledge. It really is. Um, do, do you have you ever heard the reason why Kellogg's cornflakes were uh, invented? No, because people legitimately thought it would curb What's how to delicately put this? Oh, you no. know, you know when uh, uh, a young man comes of a certain age, and he he finds out all of the things his body can do, <laughs> and how you know. So people graham crackers as well, they uh, run the trap. But that, these are real things, and there are also ideas. And this is I, we took like a health and sports, uh, health and sports studies class in college, and we learned things like that. This was supposed to curb those habits, uh, even things like our belief on the physical activity that, that young women and girls could have because they thought it would destroy their, their wombs. Like the, I don't even think for a long time, women couldn't even be in P classes or girls. So, and, and this is not that long ago. We're talking probably, I don't know what, a hundred years or, or so. So it's, it's profound when you think like, what will people know in 100, 200 years from now that we hold on to as fact? Uh, because yeah. there certainly will be massive leaps in understanding oh, sure. and, and knowledge. But uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Even like we laugh at stuff from the early, like the 19 teens and the early 20th century that seems comical now. Um, but I, I wonder how much of our life, much like looking back at our fashion from college when we saw yeah. <laughs> in those tall tees thinking we were hot like we we look back and we scoff now and that's that's yeah. only what 10 that's like 15 years uh-huh. you know yeah like one one that really stands out in my brain is is smoking like cigarettes like right. obviously to us it's like of course that's bad for you duh how would you not know this but like people just it wasn't a thing they didn't know. Everybody yeah. smoked. It's so wild to me. I think like when we were little, we always talked about like, okay, uh, it'd be cool to have a car that would drive itself or a car that flies, you know, and now we have cars that can legitimately drive you, for, legitimately drive you from point A to point B. You can sleep in your car and have the car like just legit drive you. So it's like a reality. And as time goes by, that's going to be like the standard, right? Where we would just like fantasize about that. And I know they also have like magnetic, um, like, roads or whatever where the cars uh, also have magnets on the bottoms or like electromagnets or something like that to where they literally float. So what is there going to be a point in time where like all of our roads are replaced by these like magnetic or electromagnetic roads that cars will then float and drive themselves like so I don't know it's weird. Our imagination oftentimes becomes reality and it's happening so much like just exponentially quicker. You talk, you talk about from the 80s until now, 
Like, I mean, even like, honestly, look at, look at the iPhone, right? From what, early 2000s until now, like the advances are crazy. So facial recognition, right? Thumbprint, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. It's wild. I'm just trying to think, what's something that you like fantasized about as a little kid that is a real thing now? Like, so you said flying cars. Yep. I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's anything. I feel like it's. I feel like it's been a little disappointing. If I'm being honest, <laughs> <laughs> it's been, a little, it's been a little disappointing. <laughs> you watching the Jets? Is like, oh, twenty twenty is gonna be lit, bro. <laughs> even even if you watch some of these, it's interesting too when people will post on Twitter stuff, and I can't think of any. Uh, maybe like Terminator stuff from like maybe the '90s when we were kids, and then and then this post-apocalyptic future, and it's yeah. set in like 2020, and I'm yeah. looking around and. It was, and, and I guess we assumed in 25, 30 years that more things would have would have developed. But when I look at these depictions of, of the post-apocalyptic future and what it's supposed to look like, and we're in present day, and my house isn't floating, or I don't have, uh, you know, a, a rocket ship to go to school in or something, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. Yeah. I thought you were going to be happy that we're not living in a post-apocalyptic 2020. That's where I thought you were going. No, no, no. no. It's, if, if the world is going to hell, but I have really cool things to fly around in, it's okay. It's cool. It all evens out. Because you can still go get the bowl. My poke bowl, yeah. You can go get a poke bowl you so you're fine. Right. I don't have to walk. I can just fly. Yeah. Dara just sent something about the uh, maglev trains. This is like the magnetic trains. Uh, how they work. Uh, SC maglev or superconducting magnetic trains were developed by the Central Japan Railway Company and the Railway Technical Research Institute beginning in the 1970s. Wow. Maglev trains Jeez. work on the principle of magnetic repulsion between the cars and the track. The word maglev is actually a combination of the words magnetic and levitation. Maglev. The magnetic levitation or floating of the train is achieved through the use of an electrodynamic suspension system or EDS. So we're there, man. Man. It's crazy. I'm, try, I'm trying to find what year Quantum Leap was set in. Yeah. I want to say it was set in to the year 2000, I want to say. And it's, it's super interesting to me when shows from the 80s or the 70s, like, like, like literally just what he explained, but the fact that they had not like, not only like time travel, but like time travel into another person's body and live their life technology. Right, <laughs> right, right. But then earlier, like you said, we don't know what they know. So like, do we have that? No, <laughs> I don't know. Like we are not privy to the knowledge on a, on a widespread basis. It's crazy. But then I, when you get to the, uh, the tipping point where technology is too advanced, the AI is too smart, and now we're in, in a battle with the machines uh, for our planet. We might be there. Hey, that's coming. Already. That's coming. You think so? I, that when is I watched coming. That, have Bro. you seen the, I think it's, is it Boston Science? Is that the, the company that yep. invents uh -huh. stuff? That's the dogs. The, yeah. The, and the, the dancing robots, when, when robots that have that kind of dexterity and ability to move, that is frightening. Yeah. Like break it dancing. is frightening. And so easily, too. And they have them doing, like, 10-foot, like, box jumps. Like, I don't know. There's the one robot, uh, her, what, uh, robot named Sophia. Have you seen her? So she, you can, like, interview her. Oh, God. I'll put a link in. Uh, oh, God. It's, but she's, she's been around for, for a while. I oh, think. she is, like, a, a pseudo oh, skin or something. Yeah, yeah. What? So she looks like a person. Does she move around or she just sit there? And um, possibly that? now. I don't know. Oh, God. I don't like that. This, yeah. Oh, she's That's like that episode of uh, Black Mirror, right? 
when the one, Which one? the one lady's right. husband had uh, passed away, but she got a clone. Oh yeah, that was too much. So trippy. It was too much. Uh, Black Mirror is very good. So for people who haven't watched Black Mirror, I highly recommend it if you're like of age because it's it's heavy stuff, heavy stuff. Not 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 a kid show <laughs> by any means, um, but it's good. But it has a lot of those those types of things where it's like, man, technology is maybe. Maybe we're not ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that final season was a little hit or miss, though, if you ask me. Yeah. That's not that good. The others were, were very, very good. Um, I'm reading one article that says AI humanoid Sophia is granted first ever robot visa and speaks with the president. I'm not sure which president, but uh, again, this is yeah. unsettling. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what are you, what, why, why didn't he get a visa for a robot? To travel. I'm not sure. You know? yeah. Yeah, to go from get around, country. be a citizen. Because then we get into that question of like, what is life? Is life a soul? Do our souls real? Do we believe in this? Like, what happens when we get to the point where there is a an, an artificial intelligence that that is able to feel and do all the same things that we do, but not need to like not need to like go to the bathroom or do any of the things that like slow us down. Not, right. They don't need to sleep or anything. Like, what what happens? Because now then then we become inefficient and unnecessary mm-hmm. speaking of the, uh, um yeah. there's there's a really good movie i don't know if you've seen her but i yeah. highly suggest it it's joaquin phoenix and the the robot humanoid uh, the robot is um voiced by scarlett johansson but it explores it's a man and this is a bit of a spoiler but the premise you you learn pretty quickly at least in the trailer you do but the the man falls for the ai and why wouldn't you, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of explores because oftentimes when you when you talk about I would imagine for most people when they talk about why maybe not why they f- I, I guess like why they fell in love. Like initially you start with attraction, but there are qualities with this other person that really have very little to do with their physicality. When you think about their ability to empathize or to listen or to be giving a lot of these things with with really well-developed A.I., you would get a similar reaction to. So I could very much see with the development of AI, more men and women falling in love or having relationships with AI, which is very hard to fathom. And it seems very wrong uh, to a lot of us. But uh, I think the concept is really interesting because I I can see an avenue where people would have relationships with AI and they'd be Fairly healthy relationships, I guess. Right. I don't know. Yeah, because if the whole point of what we're doing is that is that connection, we always say that human connection because it's the only one that we have available to us currently. You know, so if you do have this being like you're saying that checks off all these boxes of you know they listen to me, they enjoy the same things, like we have the same yeah. sense of humor, like those are the things that like actually matter in a relationship. So at what point do people just like? Because does it feel the same if, like, let's say, like, we made our own. Like, if, if we, in our homes, we have a setup and we, like, almost like, and this is, I this is, okay. So this is, I guess, disrespectful to to AI when we get there, so I don't mean it in a bad way. But, like, if we have, like, our own, like, Build-A-Bear and we go and we pick what we want from this AI and then we take them home and, like, they just live with us because they're our perfect partners because we've made them. And any anything that we find out along the way, oh, I need to tweak something here, here, and here. But then it's like the people who have are super toxic. Does it turn into a thing where toxic people are making 
toxic AIs, and then eventually those relationships are broken up. Now there's just toxic AIs all floating around. Or do those toxic people create AIs that bring the toxicity out of them and put it away and turn them into like good people? Because now they have this this useful quality relationship. And does this become so common that you're like, oh, I'm in an interracial relationship and it just means like, yo, you you date a robot. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you just dated robot, bro. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's what you're it gonna, means. Yeah, you're gonna have, <laughs> have the people like Sharon. Don't you dare bring that metal and steel in my house. He is not taking you to prom. No way, no how. Like, there's gonna be like AI races, dude. We, we need a guess who's coming to dinner with with robots. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> you. Into robots trading places. Yes. <laughs> There's so many possibilities. Oh no, man, I'm all in on this. I, I yeah. can't wait. I think that's the future I want to see. It's just a future where we just live with our, and maybe that maybe that will ease the the racial tension between us being different skin colors or whatnot. Because we'll realize, hey, we're all we're all flesh and blood. And we got these robots to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. need, I don't need to worry about you. And yeah. You know, we're all cool. We're flesh and blood. Let's keep an eye on these robots here. They're the ones we need to worry about. I think there's something there, man. I think there's something there. Just right. imagine. Imagine a society where your your coworkers, your friends, you got a couple robot friends, you got a couple co- you know what I mean? Oh, I dated a, a robot. You know what I mean? I think No big I, deal. Yeah. We just live amongst the robots yeah. peacefully. But then is it, is it, there's, I have so many questions because there's no, there's no setup yet. So like you said, you could have, if there was like the store where you get them or if a company is just like, hey, we're just going to put like a thousand AI in your area because, you know, we're doing this thing. And then they, you know, they go and get jobs and they apply and they have to go through the same processes that we do. It would be interesting. Like, so people like swiping on Tinder, like, Whoa. <laughs> are you a robot or not? Cause like, I can't tell. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, maybe, maybe it's just oh, ambiguous. Man. You're not sure. And like, do, then do we do? Are we do we just slowly get filtered out? Right. It's not even like a hostile takeover. <laughs> well, do do the robots? Like, do they reproduce, or do they like? Do they die? Do they? You know what I'm saying? Do they just keep on populating and start creating themselves? And they like, probably could. You know, if they get smart enough, they could probably make their own robot forces. So there'd be no use for us for forces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because we surely would not be the ideal partners for this AI. Because of Maybe all no. of our humanistic flaws. Maybe they'll keep us around like uh, pets. Like, you know how humans love, a lot of people love horses and dogs. Wow. Maybe they'll treat us like that. Oh my God. Take care of us, feed us, let us run around in the yard a little bit. Yeah. You know? Bruh. I feel like they would like, they would like cull the herd. They'd be like, well, we only need about 10,000 of you. So yeah, let's, let's everybody run this Ninja Warrior course. So we'll hope you're in first place. Go, 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 go. I think I think we live peacefully with the robots. I, I'd like that. Yeah, I would as well. Man, right. So let's 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 put some investment let's from, put our, some from our from our from uh, our bump boy <laughs> business. <laughs> what percentage of the bump boy budget are we going to put it towards yeah. today? <laughs> the R and D for our own AI. <laughs> would you? Okay, so last question. Then we got to wrap things up. Um, if you had the option, would you clone yourself? Man, I want to say no. But I'm also so intrigued to mm. see how this clone behaves that I'm kind of into it. If his if his personality is like mine, I think we'd we'd be fine because um, I think he'd stay away from me and give me my space. Yeah. <laughs> but if he's not, man, even having a twin to me is real freaky. So like 
clone is another step of freakiness. I'm going to I'm going to say no, but I'm I'm intrigued. I yeah, I would say that I would, but I don't want to hang out with them. Like I don't want to hang out with myself, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> So what happens uh, to them? I don't know if if someone needs a a a Kofi out there and you need a clone, <laughs> sure, why not? Go ahead, have at it, you know? Well, Think about how many times, like, I don't feel like going to work today. Uh, yeah, go work raw for me. You know what I mean? Like, that would be great. <laughs> but if they're your clone, they, they don't clones? feel like doing it either. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that's it. <laughs> it, it is your job. You are the clone. You guys watch Invincible, by the way? I haven't yet. I just got, oh, I'm going to be pretentious. Got, I just yeah. got all of the books. <laughs> I'm going to read yeah. The books are amazing, too. I actually got the books, too. Uh, shout yes. out to Arun. Arun yes. Singh. Yes. Send me yeah. the books. Yes, Arun. Thank you very much. Bing. Big shout out. Nice. Thank you. But yes, he sent me the books as well. So I need Bro, to dive into Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. And the uh the series right now is like doing the books justice too. So but there's a there's a uh a, there's an enemy, and this isn't a spoiler, but he's a clone and he keeps like cloning himself, but then they argue about like who's the clone and like who's not. So I was just thinking about that. Oh but, yeah. Funny. Jeez, I'm intrigued. Well, it's a lot. Yeah, I don't I don't think I could. Yeah. It'd be very weird. Because I, I just be worried about like what do we do with him? Yeah. Like, do we got to entertain them? Like, is it is it if it's full clone? Like, you still have to go to the bathroom and eat, and you need you have needs. Like, now you got, do I have to take care of you now, or like, can you get a job? But if you're getting a job and people and you're my clone, are people gonna be like, hey, this is Austin? So they're like, if clone Austin's out there messing up, <laughs> then it's gonna come back on me. And I can't, I can't have that. He's your clone. Yeah, it's your yeah. Fault. <laughs> I can't believe you, you got a this. you got a vouch for him. Yeah. We're getting referral calls like, hey, Austin, we got your clone in here. Should we hire him? And now I have to be like, I mean, he'll do the job, but I mean, I just don't know if you can count on him to be self-motivated. Like, I don't want to have that conversation. Or or, or you want the job, so you bury him. But I could. He really can't handle it, but I could. I can't help it. Mm, interesting, Austin. You're on speakerphone. <laughs> hey, I heard that. I heard what you said about me. I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> uh, speaking of as well, uh, there's a. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this before, but there's a Paul Rudd series called "Living with Yourself" about he clones himself. Actually, Tom Brady's in it briefly too. Like the inside, oh. there's like a little cameo and a joke that. Tom Brady clones himself. Yes. Like he, he just had this cloning studio, whatever. And so anyways, it's really good. So if you want to, uh, you know, if you, I think it helps you explore the possible pitfalls with cloning yourself. So if you want to, if you're What's thinking it about it, living with yourself, I think living it's on Netflix yourself. still. Okay. But yes. I enjoyed it. It's pretty funny. I just remember as you were explaining, as I remember watching it, it's, it's pretty funny. I enjoyed it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but great. Uh, that was an episode of our podcast. <laughs> It was. I didn't know where we were going at first. And then I'm I'm really the AI rabbit hole we went down uh and, and technology and all that jazz. Yeah. I'm into that. And I I've I felt bad since I wan wanned on you when we were talking. I apologize. <laughs> I feel really bad about it. I feel I've, I've felt bad since I've done it. Like I was I, 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 I almost texted you. Yeah. I, I almost I was thinking about texting what? you the whole time that we've been talking. And I said, no, I'm gonna wait until we're done. But if I see an opening, I'm gonna apologize again because I feel I'm probably still gonna text you. Like not even in the group, just, just directly to you. Apologies. I'm sorry. No, no, it's no. So, it's good. There's there's a certain level of, of banter that goes yeah. on uh, during the, the podcast recording that is forgiven. I feel like you can say whatever you want on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. And it can't be it can't be it can't be taken personal. 
recently. No, so, okay, so then, every episode next off week. with no offense. So, <laughs> no, yeah. no, hey, no offense. Hey, bless, but, bless your heart, yeah, dude. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, okay. It's okay. We, we do have to go for real after this one. Um, I just, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the fact that Kofi yelled at a drone last night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, we try to have fun out there. You're going to be on Raw Talk late night, you know, make it worthwhile. They try to cut us off. You know, if you're going to have the new day on Raw Talk, then you need to allocate the proper amount of time. You might not even need to have like two other guests. Just let us be on there for the 30 minutes, you know, the entirety and, and just let us do our thing. But don't just, you know, put us on and then try to you try to run us off. Yeah, OK, we're done with you. Nah, nah, we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. So, you know, we had to speaking of like, uh, you know, uh, robotic uh, technology and all that. I, I hope that if the drone, if you're listening, I don't take it personal. It was just my character. Just talk. And a little junk, but you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't go get all your robotic and mechanical friends and bring them to my house. I don't want that. Okay, I was just trying to entertain the masses. That's all that was. And it's because you said you recently watched Love, Death, and Robots, which was yeah. it's on Netflix, and that was uh, Mikazi was the one that mentioned it to you. Yes. Samoa Joe actually first mentioned it to me. And I realized that now I want my role to be just you guys talking. And anytime something reminds me of a series or a movie, then I jump in and say, oh, oh wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> There's a show I watch. Because I realized I did a lot of that the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Hey, you guys ever seen Who's works. the Boss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, we could, we could but, do a whole episode of that on, on Love, Death, and Robots, too. And I thought yeah. it was called, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, Love, Death, and Robots. But great series, great series. I gotta watch it. Very trippy. I gotta watch it. Joe told me too. But I still haven't. Yeah, it's a um, it's a bunch of for anyone who's interested. It's a bunch of short films, and they all pretty much have to. There's like robots of some sort, some kind of AI in every single episode, but they're all independent of each other. A bunch of like short films. A bunch of people told me. So I don't know if you guys would have seen this. This anime called uh, Robot or sorry, Robot Carnival. No, okay. Somebody told me it was like that. It's just a bunch of shorts with all like the top. Animators of anime at that time making a short about robots, but anyway, yeah, whatever. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Um, appreciate y'all. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, which we know you did because it goes all over the place. Now that we come in with no uh, no idea what we're gonna say, <laughs> we just we just we just going out there. We're like the we're old jazz it. musicians. You know what I mean? We don't know how to read music. Oh. We didn't. We didn't study at, at uh, the Louvre. I know you don't study at the Louvre, no. but I was trying to think of Juilliard. Juilliard, <laughs> Juilliard yeah. The Louvre. <laughs> the, the point is, we didn't study at any of your fancy academies to learn how to do this. No, we just we just out here bebopping and scatting all over the place. That's what we're doing. Well, yeah, yeah. He said what he said. He said what he said. This is only from we're, this Zoom call is only from like the nipples <laughs> up, man. You don't know what I'm doing down here. Don't tell me what I am, what I'm not doing. Well, with the bottom half of my body. I can't be a part of that. I can't you be a part of that. Can't yeah. His I thoughts and views are his own. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm saying we're out here just freestyling it, you know. That's right. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you. Bop, 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 <laughs> All right. If you like what you heard, go ahead and tell your friends about it. Tell them to listen wherever they listen to their podcast. Just type in the new day in the search bar. Click the pink picture with the three black guys' heads on it. That's us. If you're on Apple, give us that five-star review. Respect to E. There you go. Just live in it because it feels good. 
good. But yeah, thank you for listening. Go to uddshop.com and you can check out that New Day podcast shirt. You know, go pick it up for your boys. And check me out on Up, Up, Down, Down. That's on the YouTubes all the time. And check out G4 on socials at G4TV on all social platforms. That's all I got. Mm. Well, uh, you can follow me on the Instagram and the Twitter at True Kofi. And I said that slow to make it seem like I had a lot more uh, since you had so many different avenues that they can participate in. I do not. Uh, so you can catch me on the Instagram and the Twitter. So I'll repeat the ones that I have to make it seem like more. <laughs> at, at True Kofi. Here we go. Well done. Well done. Um, you can uh, go to at WWE Biggie on Twitter and on Instagram to see the nonsense that I put out there. Uh, you can go to uh, HBO Max to watch season one of Laser Wolf. Uh, and season two also included your boys. Hopefully that'll be on there very, very soon. You can also go to uh, the, do you say the UUDD shop for the podcast shirt? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I forgot. I, I, I apologize. That's your part. No, it's fine. I know you said the up, up, down, down shop. I don't know if you said it for the podcast shirt, but thank you for saying that as well. Uh, you can also, where else can you go to for things? Oh, you can also go to Yelp.com if you want reviews <laughs> on things. You can go to WhiteCastle.com if you're looking for some sliders. Uh, <laughs> where else can you go? They you, can go you? To, you can go to Wish.com uh, to, oh to buy God. some cheap stuff, I guess. They're you can go all over the place. <laughs> Right. They, they don't pay me to say that, but I'm out of places you can go to. So that's that's all. That's, I'm done. <laughs> cut me off. Somebody cut me off.